Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at Burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Don't Blame Me. Ho, 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 bitches. <laughs> ho, 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 you fucking hoes. Um, this is an advice podcast. I'm Megan. I'm joined by my fantastic co-host and producer, Melissa. Hello. Seeks greetings. <laughs> please, if you're watching on Patreon, I need Melissa to um uh show off her sweatshirt. There you go. Mm-hmm. This is Krampus, as it says. Um, for those of you listening, it is like a satanic looking being. It has a little crown and an extra long tongue, and he carries these bills for like little bad kids to if they're. How does bad. your mother feel about this? Um, she hates it. Yeah, <laughs> she's like, "Why do you have that ugly thing on your sweater?" But you know, 
It is what it is. Very, very cute. If you guys are new here, this is an advice podcast. Um, You call in, you leave voicemails. We give you our advice on the shit that's going on in your lives. And uh, we are not professionals, aside from being professional bad bitches, professional um, uh, bad bitches. (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to think of what else we're professional. I mean, last time you said uh, we're not professionals and uh, we make up for it in opinions. Is I believe what you said? Which yeah, I really something liked. what we make what what we lack, lack in, in like uh in like certification we make up for like opinion yeah so that's truly where um this comes from is we might not have uh like any sort of education to give you advice right. or any sort of training but what we do have is a lot of opinions on your life mm-hmm. so we will give you the advice that we give each other what we give our friends um again if you're new here it's very uh tough love but in the kind of that kind of like warm like we care about you we're looking out for you kind of way Mm -hmm. and I think that that is shown when we have our like live updates where it's like look everyone (laughs) even though sometimes like we we tell you what you need to hear and that's always makes me feel so much better when people are like when I'm like so sorry we were being harsh and they're like like, no no I needed to hear it mm -hmm. like that's what we're here for because sometimes you do need to hear it and if you want to call for an upcoming episode you can leave us a voicemail at 310-694-0976 and international listeners good day mate bonjour uh guten tag there you go you can send us an audio message at meganpodcast at gmail.com we do ask for everybody whether you are calling in and leaving a voicemail or if you're recording a voice note and sending it we love when you write it down and mm-hmm. then you practice and that's how you can keep it under three minutes because you will get cut off and you do need to be over 18 or have your parents permission to uh, call in <sighs> anything else oh this is the first episode i am recording not in california oh yeah we're both in different positions uh (laughs) you're way far (laughs) you're way far i just am on a different wall in the same room but uh you know (laughs) new looks (laughs) new looks new us big changes um yeah i am currently in uh colorado we i I will say we talk about safety precautions and COVID here all the fucking time. So um, if you want to watch my YouTube video where I showed all the safety precautions we took to come here and do everything, I would highly encourage you to watch that video because, uh, yeah, I I am you you all more than anybody know how sick and tired I am of people pretending we're not in a pandemic. Mm -hmm. And I didn't want uh not that I don't think people will trust me, but I, I don't trust other people. So like, I wanted to make it abundantly clear to like show people because that if every other fucking person in the world did that, that would make me feel a lot better because you're not doing when people don't do that. I'm like, there's a reason why you didn't do it. Like there's a reason why you didn't show all the precautions you took, because I don't think you probably took those. I think you probably flew on a plane and I think you probably just like saw people immediately. And I, you probably got a rapid test and then just went about your life and then went like weeks later like all that stuff so and um, rapid tests can be not that great mm -hmm. they're the least accurate of Mm -hmm. all of them go check Chris Clemens out yeah dude that would have given me so much anxiety yeah I was already fucking nervous that I was like oh my god 
you were, I mean, you were like, did you see? He doesn't go anywhere. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> he takes all and the think- precautions. And that was like the week that we got our first test was that like I was waiting for it. And then his video came out mm-hmm. when he like tested positive. And I was like, oh, my God, what? Yeah. And Mons was like, if we didn't go anywhere, I was like, neither was he. <laughs> oh, stressful, stressful. How are you? I'm good. You know, I got my new rowing machine. I did it yesterday. I'm very excited. <gasps> How was it? It was great. Like it felt good. And like, I was looking for it because I put it together the night before and I was looking for it too. So it's like reinvigorated me to, uh, you know, work out because I haven't been at all. Should we get into our live updates? Yeah, let's do it. Just summarize the first episode and then give us your update. Just your all call. Right. You don't have to summarize the whole episode. Yeah. Thanks, Megan. You're welcome. <sighs> um, and I would like to mention, like, I would like to go ahead and say there's a trigger warning. I do mention sexual assault and or harassment. I don't, you know, some people would consider it one yes. or the other, but I just wanted to mention that before I jump in. Um, and that's toward the end. But anyway, so I became friends with this guy who I will call Jake through a mutual friend and we will call her Inez and when we started being friends his girlfriend who we will call Betty was studying abroad and so he turned to me for a lot of emotional support and it was a lot of should I break up with her you know I don't really want to marry her and I was like okay so you just I don't know her I don't know you guys as a couple just pay attention to how you're feeling and honor that and around the same time I was trying to move out of my parents house I was attending a community college in town and I was like I just need to like get out of here at least get somewhat college experience so I he knew someone in the neighborhood who needed a roommate and so I started texting her and I ended up moving in there turns out it was the house across the street from him, which I was not aware of at first, but I like already was like so into it. And then I was like, well, we're not dating. Nothing's going to be awkward. We're just friends. So then, um, whenever Betty got back from studying abroad, he broke up with her. And that night he came to me and he's like, I have really intense feelings for you. And I was like, I, you know, you have a girlfriend though. And he's like, no, we broke up this morning. I'm like, you've been single for a few hours and you're going to turn to me like you, just like you just got out of like over a year long relationship, take some time for yourself. Don't turn to me who you've known for like a month or so. Um, and then, you know, and he was like, Oh yeah, that makes sense. Like I'll take time for myself. And that night he tried to kiss me. I pushed him away and he did that a few more times. And eventually I was like, maybe he just wants me to be his rebound and not anything more. And I was like, you know, why not? (laughs) And so in my original call, I did mention how he was my best friend at the time, which he was. And, you know, looking back, I'm realizing because he isolated me from all of my other friends and everyone else Mm. in my life. And so it was like, he was my best friend because he was my only friend. And so therefore by default, um, but you know, we started spending a lot of time together. Um, we got super close in a very short period of time. And like I said, he was just isolating me from everyone. And I think that he just didn't want everything to get back to Betty, you know, while he was kind of, trying to get to know me better. And like, we were spending all of our time together. He was also doing very, very relationshipy type things. And this is only a few weeks into us, like hooking up and we've been friends and we had been friends for like a month or two months before this. And like, he took me to meet his parents. He, um, would buy me gifts, like the type that you would give to your significant other. He gave me this very special bracelet to him that he had gotten on vacation a few years back. And then like, I think like three weeks in or four weeks, maybe 
he was like, you know, I never wanted to marry Betty, but I want to marry you. He's love bombing. He was love bombing you. So I, that's when I like, I went to go to his closet one day for like a sweatshirt or something. I was like, why do you have so many dresses? Are you a cross dresser? And I didn't know. Are you like, like, that's cool. Like what's happening? Why are there so many dresses here? He's like, no, those are Betty's. I was like, why hasn't Betty gotten them? He's like, well, I haven't told you this, but she was very physically abusive to me. And I just am scared of what she's going to do. And like, he did have a scar like on his neck too. Mm -hmm. So like he wasn't, I don't think that he was lying about that, but I don't think that anyway, that is like a whole nother like thing. And, but anyway, he was like, there's no way that I can give her these clothes back. I really just like, I just need some time away from her. And I was like, okay, cool. And so then a few days later, um, and I, in my original call, I did mention how he was going, like he was across the country and it was because his birthday was coming up and he was going there mm-hmm. like with family and they were like hanging out in California and all this stuff. And he had asked me to take him to the airport at 5 a.m. I was like, if you really don't have anyone else to take you, I guess I can. Like I, I'll take you at 5 a.m. Like that's really early, but it's fine. I'll just go to bed earlier and like, drive you and he's like cool by the way it's an airport two hours away so you'd have to get up at three drive me two hours be there at five and then drive back two hours and go to your 10 a.m <laughs> and I was what? like yeah and so I was like no I'm not gonna do that and he's like fine I'll just go ask Betty I was like okay <laughs> like I'm still not gonna go like I'm still not gonna drive you to the airport two hours away yeah <laughs> what so while he was across the country, after Betty had driven him two hours and in the middle of the night, he was texting me while he was there. And he was like saying, like being very affectionate over text. He was like using words like dear and darling, babe, baby, honey, like saying that he missed me so much. Um, and I was like, oh, maybe we're going to like make it official soon when he gets, gets back. And like, um, and then that's when I saw her car in his driveway and that's when I called in because I was like, I'm upset right now. He's being very affectionate, but also there's something wrong and I need to call Megan and Melissa. And that's what I did. Um, I apologize for our harshness, but it, oh, I your, it. But your call also, I will say, was the setup for so much like just fantastic comedy. Mm-hmm. Because like the image of like us being like, not that you actually think this, which was, I don't think we even like clarified that, but like that, like as if it was like the Matilda house, like how did it get there? Like, <laughs> wow. like I love that fucking image. Like I'll never be able to get that out of my head of like, oh God, but. But when he got back from California, he, we were hanging out um, and he was like, do you want to have sex? I was like, no, not right now. And he was like, and I was like, actually, I want to talk about something. And I was going to like end it. And he kept pushing and I kept saying no. And then he pulled out his penis and I, <laughs> oh my gosh. So then I left and like, at the time I was like, oh, that's weird. But like, and it made me uncomfortable. So I'm going to leave. But like, it's not like to the, like, I, I didn't think anything of it. Cause like also up until that point, I'd, I had had like a really rough summer, a lot of like sexual assault instances. Um, and I just like, that seemed like that was very minute compared to everything else that I had experienced. Yeah. Um, but, and I was like, you know, I, I want to talk about something. And then he like pulled, pulled it out. And 
then like the next day I told my friend Inez and one of my best friends who were still best friends, like we're going to be best friends forever. You know, it's one of those things. Like, it's like, um, yeah, it's, it's just anyway. So I told Inez and my best friend about it. And my best friend was like, oh, that sounds rapey. And I didn't, I was like, oh, I don't know. I didn't see it that way. Maybe you're right, but I don't know. And Inez took this information. Um, and I'll get back, I'll get to that in a minute. But he, so then I broke it off with him. I was like, I don't want to be treated like a second, a second option. It seems like you're still really into Betty. I don't like what you did the other day. And then he was like, no, we can work this out. I was like, okay, let's give this a week. Give me a week by myself. Don't talk to me at all. I just want a week alone. And then the next day he texted me, he would reply to my story on Snapchat. He would um, send me Instagram posts, uh, tweets, like all this different stuff. And I was like, you need to leave me alone. I told you to leave me alone. And he wouldn't. And so then he had a birthday party for himself um, a few days later. And Inez texted me and she was like, hey, you should come over here. And I was already super drunk. I'm a writer. And so I was like, I might as well like try to write drunk. Like I've always heard that that's like fun. And so that's what I was trying to do. And that's when she texted me and she was like, you should come over here. We're having like a great time. She was at his party? Yeah, across the street. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she knew what happened. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so I was like, I might like, and you know, I was drunk. I was like, I might as well like go over, just like do something. But yeah, so anyway, I went over there. I was super drunk, um, but not drunk enough not to remember anything. I want to point that out. But then I was over there for a while and I started hanging out with like some other friend, like mutual friends that we had. And I didn't talk to him at all. He tried to come up to me and I was like, I told him, I was like, get away from me. <laughs> and he just walked away like in his own house too, which is funny. But um, he walked me home that night because I like was so dizzy that I couldn't walk. But I was also like, I called him. I was like, I'm at your house right now both of your roommates are asleep and I need to get home but I'm so dizzy you need to like I need you to walk me home and he was like at a club like he left his party in the middle of it just to go to a club and he walked me home and he was like and we said I love you to each other yeah and then I like woke up the next morning and was like did that happen and so I like he called me and he was like whatever happened last night didn't happen and that was after and oh before he did that I had told Inez I was like we said I love you to each other last night but like that's not you know that's weird like I don't know why that happened like all this stuff and I was like I guess I was just so drunk that I like it just slipped out it was it was three in the morning it was super late you know Mm -hmm. I don't know what happened and then he he worked with Inez and so he like called me and he was like whatever you said last night didn't happen whatever I said last night didn't happen don't go around telling people this you're crazy and like I think he just he did he did remind you what happened so of course it actually happened what a Mm -hmm. dick oh my god I didn't even realize that yes yeah but anyway so after that like after he like got really upset with me on the phone and he basically was like you can't like don't talk to me again all this different stuff him and Betty got together he asked me that night he was like you know I I'm really happy with her and I'm in love with Betty but I still want to marry you. So like, would you want to like, do you think you'll be single in a year or two years after you've matured a little bit? What? And I was going over to my best friend's house after this. Cause we had girls night every week. Um, but like I was, I'm going over there. Like we're like, you can't play with my emotions like this. You can't be like a second option and still tell me that you want to marry me and be with me forever because that's like not cool <laughs> at all. Um, and then, so a month later, it, and that was like right before my birthday. 
that that happened. And then New Year's was happening. And Inez was going to this party. And so was James and Betty. And I was going to go with my best friend. And, or we had heard that James and Betty were going, but we didn't know that James and Betty were going. And so Inez just didn't want me to be there because she knew that she like did a lot of wrong in the end of our friendship. And so she started spreading the rumor that I accused him of rape. Even Um, though she's the one that said what he did. Yeah. So my best friend was the one who said that sounds a little rapey. And she, she stands by that. Like she would tell Mm -hmm. you right now. Yeah, 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 yeah. It does. Yeah. Um, but I never said anything like that. And I mm-hmm. like, you know, and the thing is, is that now I can acknowledge that that was very inappropriate. And I would consider that I don't know if that would be considered sexual harassment or assault. But, you know, it's, it's, it's honestly, it's whatever it's you it's however you feel about it. In that Technically, instance. if he touched you, then it's assault. And if he didn't touch you, it's harassment. So yeah. I think it's considered harassment. But yeah, like, and you know, now I look back and I consider it that and I would tell like, I would tell yeah. people you know, but at the time I didn't consider it anything because I had already had a very long summer. And when I didn't accuse him of rape, he didn't rape me, you know, but he did whip his dick out. Um, Regardless of whatever, like that is, even if you did like that, the idea that like starting a rumor, like a woman starting a rumor about another woman, like accusing someone of rape as if that makes her look bad not him that's the whole like that's the part that's so fucked up that it's a rumor about you like being like look what she did versus look what he did even right. if it do you know what i mean like if it was true or not that's so much fucking internalized misogyny with her oh oh yeah she's definitely like like one of the first things she said to me was like oh yeah i'm not i don't consider myself a feminist and I'm, like my best friend and i were like what are you talking about you're not a feminist like that's like we stand your best friend here fuck everybody else Oh, I, we love my best friend. She's <laughs> Pisces queen. We all need. And I love her so much. <laughs> um, but yeah, so she knew the people who were throwing the party and she like told them, she was like, you know, that didn't happen. I was there when she told both of us that that's not the case. She hasn't even like even hinted toward the fact that that happened. You know, that's not what she said. Don't believe Inez. Um, and so all of that seemed to like go away and Inez and James worked together. So I texted him. I was like, you know, I didn't say this. This isn't what I said. I don't want you to think that, you know, because I was scared that she would tell people at work and then there would be anything there. I was like, you know, I just want to let you know this didn't happen. But also I, this is not an invitation to talk to me. I'm just telling you that this didn't yeah. happen. I want to like get ahead of it. Mm-hmm. And so he texted me back. He was like, you know, you need to like leave me alone and all this different stuff. I was like, I didn't say anything. <laughs> I'm the one who's like having rumors spread about her called crazy and all this stuff. And it's like, but the thing is, is that at that point, I was like, maybe I am crazy. Maybe I am this thing that people are saying about me. But anyway, um, but yeah, after that, like I thought everything was done. Betty and James broke up, I guess, like February or January. Um, I w- I'm friends with his roommates or I was when I was living there just cause we were neighbors and we were friendly. And so we became friends. Um, but so after that, like during, so once quarantine had started, he started to come over and ask for different things. So he came over once and just asked for pickle juice. And we were like, we don't have pickle juice. That's weird. And like, at first we were like, maybe he just like needs this. And maybe he's making fried chicken. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? And so I was like, and then he came over one day. He was like, 
do you guys have a trash bag? And we're like, not for you. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> and then um, he came over once. And this is the last time that he had come over to ask for anything. But it was like 11 at night. Corona was like in full swing. I think this, was, this had to have been in like late April or early May. But he asked for like one of those charging boxes. But I was the one who opened the door. So I opened the door and he was right there and he was like, oh, uh, do you have a charging box? And I, I looked at him. I was like, no. And I slammed the door in his face. Was he wearing a mask? No. <gasps> I know. Fuck James. And like, yeah. And so I was like, no. And I slammed the door in his face. And I just heard him from the other side, like kind of yelling. And I was like, I don't even want to hear this. Like, I don't want to have a conversation with him. This is so ridiculous. I don't know why he's still coming over here. And like all this different stuff. And you know, and he would always try to talk to me whenever I was outside. And like, you know, once it started getting warmer, I tried to go outside as much as I could because we were stuck inside. Like I would sit on the porch and read or mm-hmm. I would go on socially distance walks or, you know, all this different stuff. And he would always like, if he was out there, he would try to talk to me. It was just so uncomfortable. And then like, you know, and like I said, I was friends with his roommate and um, like I you know, I bake all the time. And so I made these cookies and I gave them to his roommate and I like, you know, I like opened the door, put them out there, closed the door. He like, or like, I like put them out there so that he could get them. And, you know, it was, we were socially distanced. I just want to make that like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I haven't seen him since like May. I haven't really talked to him since December. So it's been a year since like, I actually talked to him and now I have a very wonderful boyfriend who I'm very happy with. Oh so. my god! The plot twist! I oh my god, that it. makes me so happy. I like I've I needed a I needed a silver lining. Yeah. Oh my god. I love her. Me too. And she's so I mean, you guys didn't see her, but she's so cute. And she's so fucking cute. I feel like we'd be friends with her. Mm-hmm. So sweet. She, would, she yeah, she would be like the sweet part of us. Do you know what I mean? Like she yeah. would we would encourage her to do petty, stupid shit. And then she would be there just like to like be nice and like bring us down. Like she'd bring me down a couple pegs and be mm-hmm. like, let's stay grounded. Yeah. I love it. I so love sweet. her. And um, I love the Taylor Swift references. <laughs> and I can't wait to send you all of them Yeah, to now you. I've got to listen to understand. it. Should we get into our first call? Let's do it. Hey, Megan and Melissa. I'm an 18-year-old Gemini. My pronouns are she, her, and basically since this year, I've been having like this oozing sexual attraction to Timothy Chalamet, and I don't know how to handle it. Um, I'm in a two-year relationship um, that has been pretty rocky already for the past year, um, especially with the pandemic going on and everything. We're also kind of long distance now since I moved last year. Uh, I kind of do feel trapped in the relationship, but that's a whole other story I don't have time for. Uh, It's literally gotten to the point where the only sexually appealing person right now is this unattainable celebrity. Um, I feel so dumb saying this, but I just like want to sleep with him and then dump my boyfriend and then after just leave him to be famous and whatever. And then I just move on with my life. Um, but I kind of also feel like our vibes would match really well, like our energy and stuff. Um, anyway, I don't know if there's some deep psychological explanation for this or um, if I genuinely need help. Um, maybe Miss Rona isn't giving me the action I need, but I don't know. I've never had like this kind of celebrity crush before. 
um yeah put me in my place or something I don't even know um or maybe if you have some advice on how I could maybe one day make this happen if um, the world goes back to normal and we have a vaccine or something anyway I love the podcast and I've been listening to you guys since you started so uh, you kind of helped me with my uh, sexual awakening I guess um in a good way <laughs> so thanks all right so I have conversed with Timothy Chalamet briefly um, at a screening for that movie that took place in your hometown forgot what it was called beautiful boy yes that one yes. and so like I get it I get you like do? I get the appeal but uh I think this is <laughs> he I mean like he, he just has this like charisma about him I d- I will just say I he reminds me so so fucking much of one of um my friends who I'm like not attracted to at all mm-hmm. love him but like I this I will say that like the year like the last two years of Timothy Chalamet have kind of been like I felt like a like a 90 year old person being like what like I don't I just don't get it so like of all of the people to pick to call in and talk about like if you said like I don't know you said like who else? I, I'm trying to think of other like like who people think are like really hot if you said like Chris Pine I would be like okay I get it like Chris Evans okay I get it um I but I think the difference is here you said that you're that you're like unhappy in your relationship essentially and you don't think it's related but I think it's it's 100% related so what it is yeah and so you're unhappy so you're projecting this person that you see as like this mystery he has like a mystery about him like i don't think anyone fully gets him and i don't think he fully gets himself either <laughs> and so you're projecting your thoughts and attraction onto this un- unattainable guy because it's safe you can let your mind wander um you can live out whatever you want in your mind with him this fantasy of running off with him and we're not gonna make this happen like no but because uh, <laughs> you asked how also, we could what do you help make be famous thing. for yeah like, like i just want to be famous. famous for dating him and then yeah no we're not gonna help with that at all i no. have no like direct connection except for this brief conversation i had with him five three four years ago i don't know whenever that movie came out but like i actually do think we have a closer connection okay I think he did something with someone who we know, but I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. But either way, we're not like we're not going to hook you up with this dude. You don't know him. We don't know him. You don't know what he's like in real life. You have you need to focus on the relationship that you're in right now and come to the conclusion of what you actually want. And I think you want out. And so you're projecting all of this onto Timothy Chalamet. So, uh, yeah, that's my advice. Get out of your relationship, spend some time with yourself, figure out who you are. You can continue to fantasize about Timothy, but he is not going to be your end goal. I agree. And like, you're right that he is a celebrity. So therefore he is a safe crush for you Mm -hmm. to have while you're in a relationship. And like, that's how your mind is dealing with it, that you're projecting all of your unhappiness and all of your wants and desires onto somebody 
who, again, it's safe. They're a celebrity. Mm -hmm. And like, it's not like someone, you know, and like, it is so important to (laughs) not stand white men, celebrities. It's really fucking important to not put them on this pedestal of any, like truly anyone that you don't know don't put them on this pedestal. But like when you are like so convinced that like you love them at all, like inevitably something shitty is going to come out. And then that's how you have all these like fandoms and fangirls who then defend people for doing like atrocious and horrible things. Like he's an actor. He's a fucking person. And like the what you see of him and like what you think you'd be really attract, like what you think would be like really great and like vibing with him is also a product of his publicist, his team and whatever project he's promoting at the time, because like that, that personality and that persona and who you are, like that's, it it changes based on how, what job you're trying to get or what job that you have. And like, that's, it's, you're not ever going to know like that real person. And the more that you can kind of just humanize people and maybe but also at the same time humanize you already <laughs> maybe an easy more distant for you this is the other thing that timothy chalamet though like i could see because he reminds me so much of uh my friend mm-hmm. i could see us being i could see us being friends like i want to say like i'm not slandering this at like him as a person mm-hmm. at all because i don't i also don't know him as a person but in general you got like Y'all, everyone needs to do this. Like everyone needs to, like you can thirst after, like we thirst after our mutual shared husband all of the time. Mm -hmm. But like, if it's getting in the way of your relationship, the issue is the relationship, not the celebrity. Right. Right. And also that celebrity, I promise you, I promise you, regardless of who they are, they will disappoint you. (laughs) they will they will Mm -hmm. because like if you want like if you want to be like i need to fuck this athlete or i need to fuck this movie i need to fuck this youtuber i need to fuck this movie star or whatever you can probably make it happen you probably can make it happen but i cannot promise you that you're actually going to be happy that you did that or that it was like worth it or what you thought or enjoyable at all like there are some people that like keep them in your fucking spank bank and don't actually like fuck meet them them, and it'll it'll ruin everything Mm -hmm. so don't meet your heroes don't also don't fuck your heroes Mm-hmm. masturbate to your heroes don't fuck mm-hmm. them uh, yeah all right so next call yay hi megan and melissa i'm 23 years old and i'm calling because i had an issue that resurfaced so back in october it was my friend's birthday and we zoomed and played drinking games it was me her and two of her other friends so keep in mind i'm not close with them one of them I was close with when I was younger, but we just grew apart. And the other, I just was never really close with. Anyways, when we were talking, one of them asked me, oh, how are you and your boyfriend? And him and I broke up because he did something without my consent. And then he broke up with me. Yes, I know. Trash throughout the whole man. Don't worry. He's gone forever. Not recyclable. Anyways, they asked why and I guess I felt like I kind of had to explain myself so I kept it brief and said he did something without my consent and then we broke up then one of them said oh well do you mean something physical like what happened and this just made me a bit uncomfortable because I shared what I wanted to share if I wanted to say that I would so I just reiterated myself then the other girl the one I knew from childhood but wasn't close with said oh well did you see yourself marrying him? And I go, what? 
um, keep in mind, neither of these girls said, I'm sorry that happened, that's not okay. This bitch asked if I saw myself marrying him. As if I said yes, then it would be okay. Like, I, I just don't really get where a thought process is there. Uh, keep in mind, I'm 23. I dated this man for six months, and I loved him, so it sucked, but I am just wasn't thinking about marriage. So that's what I told her. And she said, well... You know, I thought I loved my last boyfriend, but I just didn't see marriage with him like I do with my new boyfriend. And the other girl chimed in and agreed and said, "You like, she just said the same thing. So I said, you know that some people don't want to ever get married, right? And she goes, yeah, well, those people just haven't found the one yet. You'll find him. I know you'll find him. And I said to this bitch, I wholeheartedly disagree. And I don't want to find someone right now. And then it just got super uncomfortable and the conversation was basically over. And I feel like looking back on it, I'm glad I told her that I disagreed. But honestly, I wish I just called her a stupid bitch because I cannot believe that that happened. So the reason why I'm bringing this up is because today one of them messaged me on Instagram. It was irrelevant to the situation. It was just about a story I posted. But part of me is like, do I ignore this girl? Do I block her? Do I tell her how ignorant her and her friend are? I just don't really know what to do. And I'm curious to see what you both think. Um, ooh, I'm like getting heated talking about it again. But I love the podcast. Thanks so much. Bye, guys. God damn. First, I'm sorry about what you went through with him. And then with them. And then also, I love your energy. I... I love this energy. I wish we knew what your sign was. Um, but like you, you have our energy. Mm-hmm. We have, we have the same energy. Um, I mean, here's the thing. You can do whatever the fuck you want to do. So I think like you have our permission again to do whatever you want to do. Um, if you want to tell her off, fucking tell her off, but also block her mm-hmm. or just don't respond. Like you don't owe her anything. And if when someone says some just like ignorant, stupid fucking shit, you have every right to tell them off. Like you don't have to be concerned about her feelings or like, well, I don't want to be, I don't want to hurt her feelings. Like, no, she, she hurt you. And like, you don't always have to be this idea that we always have to be a bigger person. You don't like, you need to do what makes you feel good in the moment. And what will make you feel good afterwards. Mm -hmm. And like, is that going to be, and like we always say, like sometimes when it comes to like having conversations with people, like, are you going to feel, you have to feel good once you say your piece and you walk away. Like it can't be like riding on like her response or her acknowledging it or her being like, oh, you're right. Or anything like that. It doesn't even sound like you really want her like that from her. It's just, you, you don't, it doesn't sound like you need anything from her. You just need her to know that you think that like, that was incredibly ignorant and like awful to say and like just fucked up. And if that will make you feel better or make you feel good, like fucking go for it. Do it. Like I have no, I have no issue with that kind of stuff. And I think like we can, we always have those things where like something happens in the moment and like we say something and, or we don't say anything at all. And then you, you know, you go home and you're like, fuck, I I should have said this. this. Yeah. But I think what you said was great. Yeah. I, I, I think, I think you, you obviously like in those moments we can't be we can't expect anything of ourselves to like do you know what I mean like you we can't mm-hmm. expect like when someone says something that's like incredibly hurtful or ignorant like 
our automatic response isn't always like the most eloquent or we we just protect ourselves. It's like it happens in cases like in when like people in higher power bosses or someone says something that like makes you feel uncomfortable. There There is an inherent our first need is to protect ourselves and our safety. And that mm-hmm. also happens with our psyche, too. And so uh, we can beat ourselves up for like not have like saying what we wanted to have said and everything. But uh, if it'll make you feel like better to fucking tell her off then 100% do it. But also like, you can also just fucking ignore it. And if it pisses you off, yeah, block her. Like you don't have to owe her anything even. And I have no issue with like when, if I like had like a a tiff with someone or like a falling out with someone and then they like reach out about something unrelated or random that I don't, you have no obligation to respond to that just because it's not the same like context as like the issue that you had. Like Mm -hmm. the issue that you have with people can change your entire relationship overall it doesn't have to be like oh well i missed the opportunity in that moment to like stop being friends with her or like cut them off or whatever you can fucking whenever whenever you don't have to respond you don't have to deal with that shit or you can if you if you want and i you know just depends on the day depends on your mood (laughs) right like at this point you've had some time to sit on it for a minute so like how are you feeling today Mm -hmm. just do do what you want to do I would probably just like block them. And then for me, I would block them and then they'd wonder why I blocked them. And that would give me more satisfaction. Yeah, that is a good, that is a good one. I, yeah, I think I would, I would, it would depend on my mood mm-hmm. that I would either like say something. You'd probably call snark- them out. I, I like. would probably, most likely. But if I, or I would just like ignore and block them, but my ignoring and blocking them would that would be the least effective thing. I, if it was me, I should just respond in the moment to it, like in over the DM and just like call them fucking out because I would want, I would block them. And then I would want them to like text me or call me to be like, why? And then, but that's something that like, I won't get as much satisfaction because I'm counting on them to do something when Mm -hmm. in reality, the smartest thing, if I was in the situation is I would just say it in the moment. Like I would respond to the DM. Oh, it's time for a break. Okay, we will take a quick break and we'll be right back. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. 
From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Hey folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy, Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Today's episode is brought to you by a sponsor we love, 310 Nutrition. 310 Nutrition is helping us, you, our listeners, in the new year with protein and superfood rich products with so many options and flavors for your personal preferences. They're adding new products all of the time, and I just got my. I mean, I didn't just get my package. I just got a, 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 a secondary of my package. And I, as someone who needs electrolytes to function there, it's like elixir from the gods. I cannot sing their praises enough, specifically the cucumber flavor of this electrolyte mix is delicious. Like it's, it's so good. I've even like had it on like ice and been like i'm drinking like a drink drink like you can throw a little straw in there and it's it's delicious it's so good and i just i love they're filled with so many great ingredients that really help if you're like me and you like you know medically need some electrolytes but also if you're working out if you're sweating hot summer day you're going to an amusement park you're on your feet for a long period of time all of that um most of us are not getting the electrolytes we need yeah i drink mine specifically when i am working out it's my beverage while I'm working out. I just take one stick of the hydrate, mix it in with my bottle of water. 16 ounces of water can provide the same amount of hydration equal to drinking two to three bottles of water if you got that hydrate in there. They also have the all-in-one shakes, which I absolutely love. I'm running low, so I got to get some more. But um, I love the chocolate bliss, the vanilla cream, the caramel sundae. I have all three of those flavors. Sometimes I mix and match them. Sometimes I'll use it when I'm baking or I'll just drink it straight. And it is, they're so good. They have a triplex protein blend, plant-based proteins that include pea, brown rice, and pumpkin that makes it so delicious. You can get fiber and superfood blends with more than 25 organic fibers and superfoods blended into one easy, delicious shake. And they also have three tins, four shake flavor starter kit, which lets you sample all the flavors for only $9. Right now, 310 is celebrating a new year of goals with Don't Blame Me and giving our listeners 50% off up to $100 for your first order. With so many sample packs, new products, it's really fun and super easy to put together an order, or you can start a subscription on products you know you'll use. Go to 310nutrition.com and use the code blame me right now for 50% off up to $100 for your first order. That's 310nutrition.com and use code blame me. In our live stream, our listeners are always recommending and talking about books. So we're so excited about book of the month because this is something that our listeners are going to love. This is a brand that I've been familiar with for a, a long time. I like love watching people talk about it. I love seeing what books people are reading and like what books they have available and I, I, I love I love everything about it. So I'm so excited uh, for someone who like 
you know, the ease of getting into a book, a lot of it can feel like really daunting. So to have like a service where it's like, you're going to get like high quality hardcover books, which that's my preferred way to read at incredible prices, but also curated. So it's like amazing, cool, wonderful, great. This is, it's kind of like a, a straight shot into that and something that book of the month you can do over and over and over again. And one of the great things about it is the longer you are part of the program, the cheaper the books get. Book of the Month's mission is to help readers discover new books they love and promote the work of emerging authors. One of the amazing things about Book of the Month is that every aspect of Book of the Month experience is designed to be fun and special for readers. First of all, the books come in a bright blue box, which is very pretty. Me and Megan were just talking about them. There's also a fun app to pick your books and track reading progress. And as well, there are reading challenges and rewards. And Book of the Month makes it really easy to decide what book to read next, which for me is like the biggest hurdle. I love when other people make choices for me, especially when they're good choices. And I'm like, cool, I can trust you. So each month, the editorial team reads through hundreds of new titles and they pick some of the best new books for you to choose from. All of the books are so good. You can't go wrong. And I mean that wholeheartedly. When we were picking like our selects for this, I was like, this I like all of them this is hard and I literally coordinated with Melissa and I was like okay so these are like my top ones I'm assuming they will be yours so don't pick the same one as me so then we can swap afterwards and that's what we did so we got the ministry of time by Killian Bradley and we also received the return of Ellie Black by Emiko Jean the ministry of time is like people are calling it like if you're a fan of Outlander and like spy novels or time traveling books it's quoted from town and country saying it's really innovative fun storytelling the ministry of time is definitely for you and listed as 45 of the must read books for spring 2024 and then harper's bazaar also said part time travel romance part spy thriller and 100 percent multifaceted joyride <gasps> when i tell you that i was like sold we're also excited about the return of ellie black and this one is about a missing girl who returns but that isn't the end of the story it's only the beginning. We both like a, a, a detective book. This one is uh, 20 years since Detective Chelsea Calhoun's sister vanishes. Ever since, Chelsea has been searching for signs for closure for other missing girls. But happy endings are rare in Chelsea's line of work, which that sounds so intriguing. And I'm looking forward to reading this novel so much. Can't wait. And we're so excited to usher in this new sponsor. And we know y'all are already going to love this. Plus, we've been recommended this so many times. Mm -hmm. So I, I we, we've already got fans in you. Try the service yourself at bookofthemonth.com. And you can get your first book for $5 with code PEDALS. That is your first book, $5 at bookofthemonth.com using code PEDALS. We are back from our break, everybody, and we're going to get into the rest of our calls. Oh, wasn't expecting that leg to come up. If you're not watching Patreon, you're missing it. I flashed my tit. No, that, that, am I allowed <laughs> to say that? Hey, Megan and Melissa. So I have um, a pretty like significant conflict with my family right now. So I'm in college, but I'm currently home for like a month and a half for the holidays. And I have um, some 
very major political conflicts with my family. Basically, I am the only liberal in a household of conservatives right now. And um, just with, like, the election and everything, politics are just a huge topic of discussion in my house right now. And I am just constantly fighting with my brother and my dad. It's it's so bad. Um, and I just, I just don't know what to do. Um, I'm not trying to turn them into liberals or anything. I'm just trying to make them like more open-minded and maybe like anti-Trump or just not pro-Trump. Um, it's just really hard because every time I try to have a civil discussion with them, they just make it into arguments or they make fun of me. They call me stupid. Like they're, and I don't do that to them. And it's really frustrating. Like whatever they, um, you know, disagree with me, um, or I disagree with them. Like, I'll just, I'll try to like come back with like a fact or something. And I don't make fun of them. And I try to be as respectful as I possibly can. And you know, it's gotten really bad and we've tried to say, okay, politics are off the table, but they'll still talk about it in front of me. And I just can't stay quiet for something I feel so strongly about. And it's hard because I have been very quiet with my family about my political views up until like probably like six or seven months ago. Um, and it's just really hard this is really hard and I just like how I need some help on how I can be civil with my family because I'm here for a month and a half and I'm going insane and they're like my family like I can't drop them like if this was like a friend or something like I would I would drop them but I can't and they're just really not respecting me for my views and I don't disrespect them for their views and I just wish they would have that mutual respect for me. Um, and I'm like, and I just want to have civil discussions with them and try to make them more open minded. But anyways, I would love any advice you would have for me. Um, I'm a Pisces, by the way, and I love your podcast. And I hope both of you are doing well. And yeah, have a good day. I mean, I like, I definitely, like, I can't am not in any sort of similar position to this at all so i i just want to like like say that because i you know me i'm very much like fuck these people and like i've definitely gotten some flack from people who are like you need to like like have conversation and like here's the thing that like i love to post like funny stupid shit of people who like there's no there's no use in having a conversation with them. Like there's no use in like, you know, it's not going to go anywhere, but then like, there's also like great conversations you can have with people who are open and willing to like, listen. And for me, those conversations that I'm having, those aren't long haul conversations necessarily because I don't know these people in real life. These are people who are sliding into my DMS. We're having conversations that way. The people who are actively in your life, it is different because it is a long game. It's not like when I say things like I'm, I'm going to talk to and respond to people I'm not going to respond to someone who's saying like, uh, uh, like Trump is the Trump is the savior of the world. Like you're like you fucking like libtard. Like, well, I'm not going to I'm not going to because that's not worth my time. But 
if you're in person with somebody, there is more of a long and you have a relationship, there is more of a long game to that than just responding to like people's DMs and stuff. And I think if you can, and maybe this is like awful advice, but if you can look at the situation and take the word politics out of it, you're telling me that your parents make fun of you, call you, your family makes fun of you, calls you stupid and doesn't respect your beliefs or your opinions. I don't really care why. I don't really care what the context of that is. I think you need to address protecting yourself in that before you get into, I think the issue is you need to have a, like a conversation with your parents about you're really hurting me. And all of these things that you're saying and doing are unacceptable. And would you call me stupid and make fun of me on any other subject? Like, is this a this is is this a consistent part of your relationship or is this only related to politics? And I you can't make people want to learn something or want to hear something that they don't want to hear. And I know I also want to state that, like, not that your call sounded like this, but I want to make it abundantly clear. You don't have to have your family in your life. You don't have to accept like you individually can make the choice that. I don't like these things that my family does and I'm not going to cut them off, but you can cut your fucking family. Anyone can. So if anyone like listening to this, don't ever feel guilt tripped into this like fucking idea of like a nuclear family and like this being this like all important kind of thing. It's only important if those people are your, your parents are only your parents if they're parents. And that sounds stupid, but like there is no need for this like unconditional support you don't have to give people unconditional love and support if you're not receiving unconditional support and love. And that's like point blank. And it's, an, uh, it's a choice up to everybody. You don't have to forgive. Yeah, I don't know. I've just been seeing so much of that stuff like online with the holidays and like even like post-election that it's like, forgive people who've like hurt. You don't have to. That's your fucking choice. And so if you choose to that you that it is important to you to maintain a relationship you it kind of sucks to say that like you kind of this is the relationship that they're giving you and like i i don't know what to tell you to make that relationship better but if you want to keep that relationship with them this is the relationship you have right now like i don't you know what i mean yeah um like you said you can't change anyone's like if people aren't willing to have an open mind you're not going to change their mind Mm -hmm. so you're going to be home with them for a month i would just not even because you the caller stated she's like i'm trying to make them change their minds like you're not going to do that and i think that's you you can't go into it with that mindset you have to it has to be more of like you're just gonna have conversations with them when they come up and share how it personally affects you and don't make it a political thing and that's it like I don't think anybody's gonna bring anything they're not gonna bring it up unless they're looking for a fight yeah if they can't if all they're doing is making fun of you and calling you stupid like they're not looking to have an open like Mm -hmm. like, that is such a huge leap from there to get from them doing like the goal right now should be 
to get through the next month and a half. That yeah. should be the goal. And like, yeah. sorry, what were you going to say? And I was going to say, just try to, because uh, your family's important to you. I don't think she's, she's going to cut no. them off. And she and doesn't so, need to. And she doesn't need to. And so in order for you to be fine in this situation, you I think you need to look at it as a time to spend with your family and not as a time to change anybody's mind. Mm-hmm. Well, because if you want to maintain a relationship with your family, you're saying you don't want to cut them off, which again, is a personal choice and totally fine. That can't ride on the condition that in this month and a half, you change their minds and you make them more accepting and open. Like if you mm-hmm. want to make, if you're like, no, no, this is important to me to maintain this relationship, then that's not how you're maintaining that relationship. Like that's not a part of maintaining the relationship. Like this is the relationship that you have with them and you need to work with what you have. And it's like, it's going to be like a slow burn. And you said that you have a hard time not responding. And I would just make it a, a habit of the second that it comes up, like the, the next time that politics come up, just say, okay, everybody, we're all here. And I think this is an important time to say, like, I, you know, I, the earlier of the couple of like the beginning of this trip, like I very much got into these conversations with you. And we've talked about politics the last like year has been really politics discussion heavy. And I really don't feel, um, loved and accepted and supported in this house. When we talk about this, I feel really belittled. It really hurts my feelings. Um, and I have making, I've now made the choice now that I'm not going to be in those conversations and I'm not going to be a part of them anymore. So if they do come up, I'm just letting you know ahead of time that I will, I will be leaving the room and until, and and if those conversations continue, I, I'm not engaging and I'm not going to be responding to them because they're, fruit there nothing good is coming from them and it's just been really painful and uh exhaust emotionally exhausting for me and if we want to have like a a conversation that doesn't involve name calling or anything like that i'm not ready for us to even attempt to do that right now but maybe uh the next time that i come home and visit or we can have like a facetime in a couple months after i go back to your apartment or whatever then we can have that but right now that's that's not what i'm capable of doing and because they're not capable of doing that. So if they mm-hmm. lead you into thinking that like, no, we can have that conversation, like blah, blah, blah. They can't because like they haven't they been proven able to. They can't, yeah. Yeah, and so I think there's absolute, and I'm, I, I, I've set those boundaries before like with people where it's like, if you bring this up, I'm letting you know ahead of time, I'm leaving the room. And I will just be like, okay. And I just, mm-hmm. move, and you remove yourself from the situation. And when you give people, especially parents who feel like they have, so much say and control and like how you behave when you're under their roof or whatever, when you give them that ample warning, you're setting those clear boundaries. And then you also need to set physical boundaries for yourself. And literally, it's not remove. It's not saying, hey, everybody at the dinner table, we're changing the conversation. It's I'm removing myself from the conversation because that's a boundary. Uh, Your boundaries can't involve other people and their actions and what they do. Your boundaries can't involve other people changing. They can only involve you. And it's taking yourself physically it's verbally taking yourself out of the conversation, but physically removing yourself from there. And also that's, it shows a very clear division of boundaries. And that's, I think, important. And we talk about boundaries here a lot, but that's something that uh, has been very helpful for me to like understand in, in therapy that like, that's how boundaries are created. Boundaries aren't they, they don't rest on other people and their actions and other people adjusting to your boundaries. Your boundaries have nothing to do with anyone else. Your boundaries should be things that you can do 
and nobody else can change them. Do you know what I mean? Like nobody Mm -hmm. else can affect them. Like you don't need anyone to do anything. You just do your own shit. Right. So, um, but yeah, I think again, like I just to loop back to the beginning of it too, I would also like recognize that sure politics makes people like very like ugly and do some like nasty stuff. But, um, your family and your parents should not be calling you stupid or making fun of you or belittling you or calling you names or anything like that. And recognize that and don't let that behavior happen. Remove yourself from that situation if that behavior is happening because you don't have to take it. You don't have to fucking, you don't have to take that at all. Because also it's not, it's also not productive in the fight for it at all. That all that does is exhausts you and it doesn't get you any closer to them being open-minded. So, but yeah, this is something that I feel like a lot of people are probably dealing with right now. Oh, 100%. Yeah. And also think of it like it'll be over and, you know, like January 20th is going to roll around and it's going to be a glorious day. Like we won. Mm-hmm. Next call. Next call. Hey, Megan and Melissa. I'm 25, and my boyfriend and I have been together for almost three years. Um, so, crazy story. A couple of nights ago, around 11:30, I got a phone call from an unknown number. My boyfriend and I were just laying in bed, so I answered the call and put it on speaker. It was a female voice, but they wouldn't tell me who they were. I kept asking, and she just said she knows someone who knows me very well. That the vibe was super creepy and I got scared. So my boyfriend took over and started arguing with them. Uh, soon after he got on the phone with them, a male voice took over on the other line um, and started claiming that I had cheated on a boyfriend with this person, which is a complete lie. I haven't talked to or spent time with anybody. Uh, cheating is completely not in my character. Um, he even went so far as to say something like, remember last weekend when you were blowing up her phone, she was with me. Um, so a little backstory to that, to why that matters. Uh, the previous Tuesday, which is my day off work every week, um, I'd gone to a museum by myself just to get out of the house and do something fun. Um, my boyfriend got a little freaked out, uh, by that because it's not something that I would usually do alone. Um, but I was bored at home, so I did. But my phone also died while I was there, so I wasn't answering his uh, text messages. Um, he's been cheated on in past relationships, so this kind of brought up some insecurities for him. But we talked about it, and we were all good. Uh, but then this stranger on the phone telling him that I had cheated um, and the coincidental uh, nature of the comment about, like, blowing up my phone, that kind of uh, made him question me again. Uh, and question my honesty. The caller also called me a whore and said they were going to come to my house. Um, and they knew my name, so they definitely were targeting me specifically. Um, so needless to say, my boyfriend can't stop thinking about this and has been questioning my loyalty for the past couple of days now. Um, I'm well aware that this story sounds too coincidental to be completely honest and true, and I do sound guilty when i explain it. Um, but I promise you that I'm not, I haven't cheated and I would never do that to anybody, even a relationship that I wasn't happy in. Um, and I have no reason to lie to you guys about that, obviously. So I just need advice on how he can help my boyfriend feel more secure 
Um, like I said, I would never, ever do that. So this whole situation is brand new for me. I've never had to convince anybody that I wasn't cheating on them before. Um, so any advice for that would be helpful. Thanks, you guys. Who the fuck are these people? One question that th- this is for you. Um, did she specifically say that they said the day that like, or did you say last week when you were blowing up her phone? Last week when we were blowing up the phone. Okay. You know, maybe I am just like so shady. First of all, people lied to us all the fucking time on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say that it feels a little weird to me. I think like, yeah, it is a very large coincidence, but it also feels a little weird to me that we're trying to make, and maybe this is just because you didn't include it in the call, but like, we're trying to make your boyfriend trust you again and feel like you didn't cheat on him. And we're not talking about you finding out who called and like, who this person, they know your name, they're come, they said they're going to come to your, like, to me, if I'm going to be the most pessimistic, most skeptical person in the world, like, that's what I would be afraid of. And that's also what your partner would be the most afraid of to do what I mean, like, of someone's going to come to our house and like, did they know your name? Like, this is terrifying. And that to me, should be what's being addressed. And I think if you're, maybe you didn't include the call, but like, I don't, this is all I'm going off. This is all you gave us. If I was your partner and that was what you were trying to focus on was my reaction. I would be like, so you're not, you're not worried. Cause you know who called, like, you don't think that they're actually going to go like go through with it. And then I would then assume if I was your partner, that that is kind of an admission of guilt in that sense that it's like, that that there's that but again i'm a pessimistic piece of shit um and yeah i just think that like do you have any idea who it could be and like right like who knew that your phone died last week who knew that you were at the museum because that's where i would start because obviously they have something they have they know you in some type of way because they know your name they know the phone number or whatever even if this was a prank there's too many coincidences so like you need to find like who did you tell who did he tell that that would be where I would be going like who are these people why do they care so much about our relationship why are they trying to plant what you have your pessimistic part I have my part where I'm like, if he's dealt with cheating before in a relationship and he. They know uh, that this is what's going to they know that this is going to hit hard. That's not even where I'm going. If he (laughs) thinks that uh, that you that the. Thing that happened last week when your phone went dead and maybe he's testing you. Like, what if he had these people set it up? Like, oh my to god, call? it's Colton! It's, it's Colton Underwood all over again. I don't know what that means. He's from The Bachelor, but he pretended to have a stalker for him and his girl, like fiance at the time, who won The Bachelor. Um, and then it came out that he was just doing it to get closer to her, and he was the one stalking both of them. Wow, that's messed up. Oh, he's. I never fucking trusted that fucker. Not fucking once. Didn't even watch the yeah. fucking season. Oh. 
Disgusting. Yeah. Disgusting. Terrifying human. Um, so wow. we don't I, we don't know your boyfriend at all. We don't know these. We don't know you. We just know what you've told us. But there's just a lot. There's too many coincidences in this story. It's there. There is. This is not random. And even mm-hmm. you said that because they know your name. And so mm-hmm. it's either it's on one camp of the other. <laughs> it's either on his camp and it's someone that he knows or something like that. That is like either trying to break you up and like knows that he's been cheated on knows this is a sore spot for him or it's him testing you again through someone in his camp or it's you're not being honest with us and like something did happen or something that you wouldn't necessarily consider because here's the other thing too this is also how people uh like when like lie detectors are also like admissible in court but uh not admissible or admissible you can't that they're like they're not you okay um but a way that like or even people who are like really like if you're working with someone who's like just like trying to decode lying in something people can believe and i'm not saying that you're lying at all but like there are ways in which we can tell stories that we believe are truth because like maybe you consider cheating having sex with someone else maybe you made out with someone else maybe you had feelings maybe you went on a date with someone maybe you like have a crush on someone else, but like you don't consider in your mind, that's not cheating. So therefore you're not lying when you're saying you're not cheating. But like when there's something, when you're hiding something, there's, there's a reason to hide it. And again, not saying that you are hiding it, but there is literally, this is not random. (laughs) This is not random. And there's a reason why this happened and you guys need to figure it out. But I will say the fact that like, you're not trying, you didn't include trying to figure it out. And like, your sh- yes, your relationship should be the most important part of it. But how you prove to your boyfriend that you didn't cheat on him is uh, and and how like you regain his trust is by your you de- you de- have you you decredit the witness. Like this is what like that's what you have to do. And so the fact that that's not part of the conversation makes me feel like you can't. Do you know what I mean? Like it makes me feel like that's not an option. So that would be either because you know who it is and you know that there's some truth to it, but like it's enough, it's far away enough that it's never going to come out. Like, or that like, I don't know. Like I, but I mean, what you said does make me, that does like that to me would be, I don't know why I feel like that's more likely. And it's also just like, why is there both a guy and a girl? Like, what? Uh, I start with, um, start with who knew where you were. Then go with who you've pissed off. Um, yeah, that's, I, I would just decredit whoever it was. I can't, you can't make someone feel better about themselves or trust you more if you did nothing that was not trustworthy then that speaks for itself yeah you can't change any of that so this is uh from the original call was from season six episode 21 and uh the caller had 
a younger sibling that mm-hmm. uh, identified as, well, potentially identified as being liberal and the rest of their family was conservative. And so the caller wanted to know if she should reach out to her sister. So here's somebody calling with similar experience. Hi, um, I'm calling for Don't Blame Them. I'm, uh, I want to get, give advice about episode 23 or 21, partying in a pandemic. Um, I want to give advice to the girl with the conservative family who found out that her little sister was also liberal and how to just give support to that little sister. So I actually, all my siblings and I are all liberal, um, my father is very conservative. Well, my father's sort of conservative, but he's a boomer. So, you know, um, but I'm very outspoken as a liberal, which can be a little extreme for my family. Um, I'm an Aries, by the way, and it has created a lot of conflict. And I actually have an older half-brother that is um, significantly older than me. And we have different mothers, um, so we both have the same father, um, the same conservative boomer father. And uh, my brother and I have recently gotten very, very close. Um, And he's really been like a safe haven for me. And he's, he's in his 30s, so, and I'm in my 20s. So he's experienced a lot. He's a Scorpio, so he's not quite as extreme as me. But we were both very liberal, and it's really saved me this past year to be able to have him. And I just want to let that caller know that having that older sibling to, like, stand by you and back you up really means the world to that younger sibling. And he really gained my trust by just having a very casual relationship. And when there's a big age difference, it can be hard to get that relationship going. But it it really has been amazing. And don't don't stop yourself from making that relationship with your younger sister because it really will be special to her to know that she has you to rely on. That is so fucking sweet. That's really sweet. Like, so, so sweet. I didn't think that... I thought she was going to have something similar with, like, a younger sibling. But, like, she is the younger sibling in mm-hmm. that situation. I think that's great advice. And, yeah. So sweet. I love that. I have nothing else to add. Yeah. Nothing either. Very, very lovely. Uh, is that it for our episode? That is it. That is it for our episode of Don't Blame Me. Did you enjoy yourself? If you did... um leave us a review on the apple podcast app we Please. literally appreciate it so much should we, we read it. one? Oh my god yeah it's, okay all right so here is a review of five stars from alfie adele if it's your real name i will take it oh it's online so whatever um it says my favorite this is one of my favorite podcasts ever. I love how candidly and open Megan and Melissa talk about different topics. The advice is genuinely very good and it's hilarious. I also love, love being part of the Facebook group. The community that has grown from this podcast is so sweet. 
And lastly, I just want to shout out how much I appreciate. Oh, wow. <laughs> this is about me. <laughs> Hell yeah. And, and lastly, I just want to shout out how much I appreciate Melissa. As a fellow Black woman creative, I love seeing Melissa embark on fun projects and reach success doing them. I love having representation in spaces like this. I recommend this podcast to every girl I know. Oh, that, wow. almost made me, that almost made me cry. That was so That's sweet. So I wasn't, sweet. I literally just picked the first long one that I saw. So thank you. That was, oh, thank you. Oh my you. God, I'm going to cry. That, <laughs> is very, that makes me so happy. Thank you guys for listening. If you want to call in for an upcoming episode, you can leave us a voicemail at 310-694-0976. International listeners, send us an audio message at meganpodcastgmail.com under three minutes. Write it down and you must be 18 or older or have your parents' permission. Follow us on Instagram. Uh, you can um, also join our Patreon. We do live streams twice a month. It is so fun, especially for those of you who... Uh, uh, you know, maybe are quarantining and isolating away from you're living alone or you don't have roommates that you like. It's literally just like a fun hangout session. And I we, love it. It's so great. It's literally Remember you were nervous the first time we were going to do it. So were you don't pretend it was just me. Remember was, when you were nervous? <laughs> fuck off. We literally said before everyone joined, I'm kind of nervous. You're new too. <laughs> yeah we were nervous um but it's so fun like it's really just like it's just like a hangout and it, yeah and, and we always intend to only do an hour and it's at least two we've done three so and we like it's it's so fun and like so yeah. great um so join our patreon and also our videos are there if you want to mm -hmm. watch them and that tier is only a dollar a month and then the live streams it's only uh how much five dollars a month <laughs> five dollars a month and it helps us keep keep this show going because um in the quarantine times there's a lack of ads and we yeah. love doing this and we want to keep doing this for you guys so if you can support the show it'd be great and if you can't that's also okay um yeah. And listen we, and leave reviews though and share with your friends those are great great ways to support the show for free and if you work at um companies that do ad space be like hey i have a wonderful podcast you should advertise <laughs> on um okay follow us on instagram and uh we will see you guys next time oh also if you're looking for a last minute christmas um gift or holiday gift for someone get them my book <laughs> okay we'll see you guys next time goodbye <laughs> goodbye is a production by me executive produced by melissa demonts edited by katrina henning and music by ryan hunter and giacomo picasso want flexibility take yoga want flexibility with your health insurance check out united healthcare insurance plans underwritten by golden rule insurance company they offer flexible budget-friendly medical dental and vision coverage that may be right for you more at uh1.com Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life.
Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com. Hey folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy, Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.